Does it ever sometimes seem like you just can't catch a break? Anybody, that as soon as things go, go right, something's going to go wrong. Isn't that what we always say? We're like, well, what's going to happen now? Something's got to break loose. Oh, no, something. Yeah, and and you, you know the old expression, right? Right, knock on, knock on wood. Why? Because if you say, oh, everything's going well, you know, cars running good, right? Knock, knock, knock. You know, so far, Bryce Harper hasn't broken his foot. Jay is like, you better knock, 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 right? Knock on wood, right? Because we have this feeling inside that no matter what we do, right, if things are going well, it's only going to be a little while before the bottom kicks out. Have you ever been on an elevator with somebody who the elevator felt a little funny and everybody freaks out, right? Oh, you could, I heard the women were stuck on an elevator. And you, had to, you actually had to use the phone and call somebody. And it works. Was it just a push button or was there actually a phone? It was, it was actually a phone. Joanne, isn't that cool? I've never, you've always wanted to like to see who's there, who's, who's listening. Hey, how you doing? Guess where I am, right? You, um, yeah, so the women were trapped in an elevator. So next year at the women's retreat. We'll see what else we can do to bump that up a little bit. Need a little bit more exciting. Um, I have an exclusive video of an archaeologist who, man, he really fought a lot of obstacles in order to reach his goal. Like he wanted to discover this thing and he's battling people and the forces of nature. And he finally gets to this moment where he's like, yes, I finally made it. It's going, it's going to be easy. It's, the thing I want is right down in the hole. And guess what? I have abbreviations that I use. A-G-W, all goes wrong. Isn't that like the theme of every movie? All goes wrong. So check out this exclusive video. You won't be able to find this anywhere except here. Why does the form move? Give me your torch. Don't you love good friends? I don't know if you've seen that exclusive video before. Um, yeah, why does it have to be snakes, right? Um, you go first. Awesome. It's always something, isn't it? Well, today we're going to be opening up our Bibles. 
Ready? And in our Bibles, we're going to be looking at Acts 28. A few of you know where we're going. Um, if you actually read your Bibles this week, you, maybe you know exactly where I'm going. But if not, I hope you're kind of surprised today um, as we get through the book this morning. Acts chapter 28, if you have the Version Bible app, it's there. If not, the page number's on the screen if you want to use our Bible. Let me, let me tell you about Paul here, where we are in the context of the book of Acts. This is the last chapter of the book of Acts. This is the last time we're going to be mentioning it as a main uh, point within church for a while. Um, Acts 28. Paul, uh, he preached Jesus faithfully. Paul loved Jesus. He was preaching Jesus. He was beaten and abused for his faith. He was arrested. And in the midst of being arrested, he stayed faithful to Jesus, okay? People tried to kill him, and we looked at it on a Wednesday night the other week. Uh, he was actually arrested, and, and people made a pledge that they wanted to, uh, they this is serious, you guys know I like to eat, right? The people said that we will, we will not eat again until we kill Paul. Like, they were serious. They just said, no more cheesesteaks till Paul's dead. That's crazy, but they vowed to kill Paul. And uh, they were going to have Paul move to like another jail. And on the way, kill Paul. Crazy. So thank God the Lord uh, allowed the inside information to come to Paul's nephew and, and the soldiers got him out of there. But Paul is arrested. He's still faithful. Finally, he appeals to Caesar. He says, I want to go to the emperor of Rome and state my case. So that would give him the opportunity to, uh, to appeal to the Roman emperor to let other people know about Jesus too, ultimately. Anyway, great thing. Then they, on his way to Rome, they put him on a ship. They go to send him to Rome. And on the way to Rome, guess what happens? A hurricane happens. A nor'easter happens. So they're in a hurricane in a boat. So this is Paul. Okay, Paul was beaten up. He had rocks thrown on him till he died. He couldn't even be just arrested like a regular person. They had to try to kill him in jail, right? So they put him on a ship. They're sending him over to Rome. And while he's on this ship, this big storm comes. And this is a big ship. There's 276 people. 276 people. Has anybody ever been on a cruise ship where things got bad and people started? What do you think? Okay. Yeah, you have, Serene. You know what that's like? Okay. So you can picture Paul really well. Paul's on the ship. There's 276 people barfing. Okay. You're in the middle of this hurricane. Okay. They were on this ship for, for not just one day. One day would be bad, right? Two days. By, by day two, that smell is so bad, you can't get it out of your clothes. It was 14 days. <laughs> right? Because they didn't have a, a dual diesel engines to get them out of there. You know, wind swirling, you're stuck in the middle of this body of water. Two weeks. And the Bible says people weren't eating for two weeks. And I'm thinking, how? wait, I can't go two hours without eating. Okay, two weeks without, what was that about? They were throwing up. They weren't able to eat. Oh, this is a bad sickness, seasickness like crazy. So you can picture it in your mind. Here's Paul. He's on this boat. He's like, like, really, dude? He's like, Jesus, I love you. I don't know why I have to be on a boat in a hurricane. Can you, can you get me out of here? At least 
provide a window, right? So I can get some air. Um, Anyway, then finally an angel shows up and reveals to Paul, it's going to be okay. No one's going to perish, okay? Oh, good. But you're going to crash. Wait, what? (laughs) Right? Can you imagine that? It's going to be okay, okay. We're going going to arrive safely. Well, kind of. What do you mean, kind of? You're going to crash, but it's going to be okay. So what happens? The ship, after two weeks, hits a sandbar, breaks apart, right? And they have those who can swim well, swim to the beach. Those who can't swim well. How many of you can't swim well? Can I see your hands? Right? You don't know how to swim at all? Okay. How many of you can swim well? How many of you are sleeping? Okay. Some of you didn't raise your hand for either. All right. It's fine. So, so those who, who can't swim well, they're, they're hanging on to like stuff from the boat, pieces of wood, and they finally get to land. Miraculously, everybody survives, just like the angel said. Thank God. Acts 28, verse 1. Here we go. Once they were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. Who's we? This is Luke and Paul. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, So they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. It's nice. As Paul gathered an arm full of sticks and he was laying them on a fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him in the hand. Wait a second. Okay. God, what are you doing? Can you imagine? Paul, again, all of this. People chucking on the boat for two weeks. And, and I, I don't know if Paul could swim well or not, but he finally gets to the land either with splinters from clutching to a log or he just made it. But it's cold. It's wet. He's like, all I need is a cup of coffee and a cheesesteak, right? Maybe mozzarella sticks. So that's what Paul wanted. People were nice. They built a fire and he's like, oh, this is good. Thank you, Lord, for this fire. And he goes to grab a log. Now, I have campfires in my backyard sometimes. This terrifies me, okay? Because if it's not a snake, it's a daddy, not a daddy long legger. Wow, that made me sound wimpy. It's not a daddy long legger. It's a, it's a black widow or a brown recluse that lives in log piles. So I, 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 usually, I wear gloves. Anybody else glove up like you're going in for surgery, you know? Just to grab sticks on the ground? No. Did I lose my man card? I've got to turn it in. All right. So Paul's grabbing some sticks, and he comes over, and he puts them on the fire. And what happens? In the fire, there's a snake. That tells you snakes are evil, okay? So it was like, you know, it's near, around the fire, it starts getting hot. That snake is like, whoa, time to get out of here. So he starts moving. I tell you, that freaks me out. Every year I start a fire. I look at those old logs in my little fire thing, right? So anyway, throws the log in. What happens? Bites him. And poisonous snake nonetheless. So he said, what would you do if you're Paul? Like, really, Lord? So I guess I'm not going to die because you told me I'm going to speak to somebody, but I might have an amputated arm, Right? Like, poisonous snake, right? It's not just a snake. It had to be this poisonous snake. What in the world? Could you imagine? Here's, here's the first thought today. It was this. We got three 
three points we're going to look at. The first one is this. Bad things happen. Who do they happen to? Good people. Bad people. Bad things happen. Anybody have any bad thing happen to you recently? If not, hang on. Okay? Because it's going to. It's going to. Knock on wood, right? Or not knock on wood. Did I just make it come true because I knocked at that? I don't know. Uh, something, bad things are going to happen. The other week I had my battery die, right, in my, in, my, uh, in my truck. Nice thing was, totally safe and fine when it happened and I was just able to call my dad and we got a new battery and in a half hour I was ready to go. And now I'm not breaking down in the middle of a dangerous place, right? Because it's, but bad things happen. And at the time, things can just overwhelm you. If you feel like you've been going through some bad stuff, what, what is that rule? I was trying to think of it today. The, the principle where if something bad can happen, it will happen. What is that again? Murphy's Law. That's the law. Okay. Um, yeah, so something bad, if it can happen, it will happen. I don't know that I really believe in that. I, I'm, I'm an optimistic person. But there are times when just bad things are going to happen. Right? Anybody ever have a bad thing happen to you? Anybody ever not? You had nothing ever? Like, you're fine, right? Anybody ever, like, eat bad food? You know, bad things can happen, right? Bad things happen. How, how about you, you, I don't know, you, you try and do well for somebody and bless somebody, then all of a sudden things get real complicated and strange, and you're like, I was just trying to help this person out, and bad things can happen. So does that mean you should never, like, with eating food, never eat food again just because you had food poisoning? No, you're still going to eat. Should you never not help or should you never help anybody again because it kind of turned around and bit you on the behind, so to speak, because you helped them? And No, you're still going to help people, right? You still have to help people. So, uh, But bad things are just going to happen. Look at verse 4. Here we go. Keep going. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand. Ha, ha, ha. I hate snakes. So we just have to pause here just to say that's gross and awful. Imagine you're standing there, you're like, things kicking. I've only ever intentionally killed two animals in my life. No three. Yeah. They were all snakes. Okay? And one was like for me to pat, okay? It was... It was like an anaconda. Did we have them in Buna? Mm. All right. So the people of the island are like, look, snake, snake hanging. Okay, the people of the island saw it hanging from his hand, and they said to each other, a murderer, no doubt, though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. Ooh. Paul shook off the snake into the fire. Thank you, Paul. So Paul killed the snake. Isn't that awesome? He's like, yeah, I'll, no, I'm right in there. So I thought that was great. Uh, but, but what? He was unharmed. Wait. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly just drop dead. The Greek word for that means kick the bucket. Uh, they were waiting for him. They thought he's just going to just die. And it says, uh, but when they had waited for a long time, they saw what? He wasn't harmed. So they changed their minds and decided he was a God. Okay. That's still not good. Okay. But they, they, 
They thought he was a murderer, and they just saw a miraculous thing happen. So we're going to make some more applications in a second. The story goes on. But here's point two. If you notice, we're almost done, right? Yeah, we're halfway down the screen. God is good. Here's point two. Your reaction to the bad matters. What if Paul there, bit by the snake, and he starts screaming, fill in the blank. Some of you know the words well, right? What if he started, what if he started just cussing and he starts yelling, God, you put me on a, on a a ship in a hurricane, right? And I can't even get arrested properly before that. People are trying to kill me in jail, right? I, I go to towns and I share you and, 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 and they beat me with sticks and whip me and throw rocks on me till I die. And I'm just letting people know they can go to heaven. I should just let them go to hell. But no, I, I'm sharing about you. And, and, and then you finally bring me here. Thanks for the rescue only to die from a poisonous snake. So what if people are watching Paul? He's jumping up and down. He grabs one of the chairs and he throws it. He's just punching stuff, Right. Could you imagine, you've seen um, 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 National Lampoon's Vacation, maybe. At the end, he finally gets to Wally World, and there's the Wally World statue, remember, with the, the moose? And what happened? The park was closed. One of my favorite scenes is what's he done? Bam, he punches him right in the nose and caves in this little statue. And the thing stops talking. What if Paul did that? What if Paul just freaked out? Could you picture him? He's just screaming and yelling. He's chucking stuff. This is what would have happened to the islanders. They would have got their popcorn and they would have sat down just started watching this, right? But can I say this? He would have lost the opportunity for his testimony. Have you ever freaked out when something bad happened? None of us. I remember doing it all the time. Uh, I, I did it last summer pretty bad too, actually. Um, working on something in my yard, right? I worked on my, uh, a pressure washer that should work. To quote my dad, now I know why it doesn't work, <laughs> right? My, my dad did that once to a DVD player. Wouldn't work, right? So he finally took it outside and he just beat it to death. And he's like, now I know why you won't work. So yeah, anybody ever feel like doing that? Computer printers, right? I, I kind of got this anti-technology thing, your phone, your laptop or whatever. So if Paul, would have, if Paul would have done that, it would have hurt his testimony, right? I remember being a young guy, I would always do that kind of stuff while I'm working on a car. You ever work on a car and you turn the wrench uh, and it's stuck uh, and you start pushing and then what happens? Oh, it breaks free. Bam! You hit your knuckles, right? You're bleeding all over the place. You get up, you throw your tools, kick stuff over. Then what? 45 minutes, does Milton do that? 45 minutes later, 45 minutes later, you're in the grass looking for your 10 millimeter socket that you can't find now, right? Any, Ron, you ever do that? Been there, done that. Yeah, so, so Paul's reaction was everything. People were watching him. How do you respond under pressure? Is it with anger is it resentment? Is it bitterness? Is it bitterness to people? Bitterness to the Ford, if you're working on a Ford or whatever, right? Bitterness to God, maybe, for letting these things happen to you. How do you respond? Let's look at a few scriptures on the screen here. 
These are, this is the list of uh, a sin list, a will not inherit the kingdom of God list from Galatians 5. And there's also one with the fruit of the spirit. You can see which one seems like, I guess let's examine our hearts and see which list our reactions are in, if that makes sense. When bad things happen. Here's Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Why don't we read this together? I know it's small. It's a good eye test for you. Uh, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, okay? So, so what's your reaction like? Now, not all of these fit when things go bad, right? But some of them do. Outbursts of anger, right? We have to be careful with how we react. If we know Jesus, we're to be examples and witnesses for him, right? Acts 1.8 says, you will be my witnesses. And the word witness is actually from what we get the word martyr from. That means faithful witness even unto death. Can I tell you, your friends and your family, your kids, your neighbors, your grandkids, they are not watching your life when things are going well. Maybe a little bit, but it's easy to be a Christian when the car starts. Am I right? It's easy to be a Christian when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the grocery store and you break out your debit card and you have all your groceries and you swipe the card and it's declined and you know you have money. Sometimes their security is so good that they will turn off your card and then I'll get a phone call later and say, hey, we saw somebody went to Wawa and paid $1.07. If we flagged it and we shut off your card, was that you? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, your card has now been turned back on. Thank you. It's like, I had frozen food in my car, in my shopping cart, right? And, and sometimes it's good, but it's not good when you have a cart full of food. Or, or, or maybe even worse, you go to a restaurant and you just ate. It's like, you, you can walk away from the cart of food. How do I walk away from... I've been trying to walk away from this for a little while, right? You can't... So yeah, well, well, what do you do when those things happen? What's your life like when, when, when bad things happen? That's when your grandkids look at you and say, is Jesus real? Let me see, right? Grandpa just got a flat tire. Let's see if Jesus is real. They get their popcorn ready. Like if you've seen any of those internet memes, Michael Jackson eating popcorn, they're like, all right, let's see. Let's see what happens when all goes wrong. Let's see if Jesus is real. See, this is our opportunity to live for him when bad things happen. When Paul's bit by a snake, Paul's tired. It even said it was cold and rainy. He's exhausted. Another bad, things another bad thing happens. What's his result? If uh, you like this verse, you can feel free to take a picture of it. And uh, look at it later on if you want to. All right. And then moving on. Here's the good verse. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. 
This is what the Holy Spirit should help us with. Ready? Let's read this together. Uh, let's start at the beginning. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. Not just when things are going uh, good do we follow the Spirit's leading. It's in every part. And the kids in the back said amen to that. Hear them in the back? All right. So follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let's, let's move on. Verse 7. We're going to finish out the story here. Near the shore where we landed was an estate. Same story, okay? Same story. He just got bit by the snake. He just threw it off in a fire. And everybody said, wait, they said, at first they said, oh, dude's a murderer. The fates of the universe are going to get him. Because that's what happens, right? What goes around, comes around. What do we call that? What's the, there you go, karma. Yeah. And uh, so they just thought he's going to die now. God's going to get him or the gods are going to get them. They weren't. Christian, they didn't have our viewpoint at all. So as they're watching, all of a sudden, Paul's fine. They're like, they're taking odds, right? They're gambling. It's like, yo, what's the over and under of when he dies? Five minutes? All right, I'll give you 50 bucks. I'm going to go with the under. I think he's dying before five. Somebody else is like, I'll take the over, right? Well, what do you think? Is he going to start coughing up blood first, or is he just going to swell up like a tick? What do you think? I'm going to go with the blood. All right, I think he's going to swell up. We'll put 10 bucks on that. So they're gambling on Paul to see when he's going to die, right? Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, as they're watching, what happened? He was fine. Nothing happened. And then what was the conclusion one more time they made? This guy's a god. So he's Hercules, right? He's Hercules or whatever. He, he just survived this terrible thing. He's not, he's not just a mortal. So they're in shock, right? Because that's a big deal um, to see somebody who they thought was a god. So moving on. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Bad stuff. Uh, Paul went in and prayed for him and laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. So they had to go back in the, in the ocean to continue sailing. So here's the thought here. Okay, last thought. Choose to let God use your bad for his glory. Choose to let God use your bad for his glory. As you see, what, what happened in the passage, he finally got invited to this guy's house. And it doesn't explicitly say it here, but it's very clear that Paul shared Jesus. That's what Paul's been doing. That's his track record. He's a missionary. He's going to the house of this leader, and they're, and they're sick, and, and uh, he's praying for people, and people are getting healed, and he's not just healing on his own. Kids are in trouble back there. 
Yeah, Ron, Ron and Bob Sr. are going to take care of business. <laughs> All right. Don't make me come in there. <laughs> and they both come back with their heads down. There's nothing they can do. They're like, I don't want nothing, nothing to do with that. All right, it's fine. Um, so, so anyway, they're able to share Jesus with people, and the people even help them and give them an offering to help them go, okay? So because of Paul's reaction, God's able to use that bad thing for his glory, right? God's able, and I have bad in quotes here because um, how many of you have ever had something that you knew was bad? And then you give it a little bit of time and you're like, I'm grateful for that thing. That's just what I needed, right? Now, not everything, okay? Some things are just bad and they're just bad. So I'm not saying that with enough time, every bad thing is going to become a positive. Because for some of us, we have been hurt by evil people or evil things have happened and it's never going to be okay until heaven. That the pain is real and, I, and I'm not going to be so trite to just say, just, just pretend it was good and move on. Sometimes there's, sometimes there's things that we thought were bad and they end up being for our good. Sometimes there's things that are just bad, but God can still work through them and, and make something good out of it. Not that we would have wanted that thing in the first place, but sometimes we're just stuck in life and we can't undo things, right? You know what I'm saying? If you have somebody who passed away or something, you're never going to say, wow, I'm glad grandma died because heck, I got her car now. Like you're, you're, you're never going to get to that place, hopefully, you're never going to say, oh, well, something good came out of it. Thank you, Lord. She, she died. I don't have to make car payment no more. That, oh, she don't like your car. So that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's harsh. Yeah, that's harsh. Um, you know, there's some things you're never going to say, I'm glad that thing happened. But God can still use it for his glory. Okay? It, I'm not shortchanging the bad and saying it's not bad. Sometimes the bad is really bad. Sometimes the bad, though, can just be a change that we're not expecting. For instance, right, how many times have that, has that happened, right? Not, not with any of our kids, because all of our children were totally planned, right? But rumor has it, occasionally a child is born into the world, and it's a surprise, Right? Mommy and daddy's just cutting the grass and here comes the stork and they just drop off the baby and they're like, what do you mean? And you look at the name to, hey, this, you got the wrong house. No, this has our name on it, hon, right? Some of us have had that happen. And you know what? What Sometimes, <laughs> some, really all the time, it ends up being a good thing in the end. Can it complicate some things? Oh, yeah, sure it can. Depending on whose name, whose, whose name is on that tag, right? You have all kinds of complications. Serving Jesus is better, okay? But children are a blessing of the Lord, right? And um, they just are, so we're grateful for that. So sometimes the thing we think is bad, it may end up being a blessing in disguise, 
But sometimes the bad is just bad. But God can still use both, okay, for our good and his glory somehow. If we will let him do that. Romans 8, 28, you've seen this verse, but I still want to share it with you. Some of you might want to take a picture of this and use this as your screensaver on your phone or lock screen or whatever you call it. Why don't we read this together? And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So God can cause everything to work together for the good. Uh, Okay, for everybody, is this true for everybody on earth? No, because here's the caveat, right? For the good of who? Those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. See, this is why as parents, we have to love our kids and point them to Jesus. And it's more important than anything else our kids are involved in, right? Do you understand? It's more important than anything else our kids are involved in. I knew a, a guy who was a Christian dad who just encouraged his son in all kinds of things, but none of it was church. And I don't think any of them are serving Jesus today. But it was all kinds of things. Like the kid was never, you know, faithful at youth group after a while because the dad was like, oh, you need to be involved in this thing and that thing and the other thing. And you fast forward in time, nobody's going to heaven. Congratulations, nobody's going to heaven. See, we we have to put Jesus number one, right? And that's not just in my heart. That has to be on the family list. And as the father of my home, I will stand before Jesus even more so than my wife on whether Jesus was number one in my home. For you today, there's parents on that list. You guys are on that list. You know, what do we do? We need to make sure that we share Jesus, so that hopefully you can't make your kids do anything. I can't make my kid do anything, but hopefully they learn to love God. And hopefully they walk in his calling. Because we know, let's flip this verse, we know that God, right, may not cause anything to work together for the good of those that don't love him and who are not following his calling. God doesn't have to do anything. And as Christians, we have a unique relationship with him. But for those that don't know him, that should, that should terrify us. For us personally, if you don't know God, there is no biblical reason in the world to think God is going to bless you with anything. If you're not a Christian, there is no reason to think that God is going to bless you with anything. The Bible says if God gives you air, it's a gift from the Lord. When, when the sun shines, it's a gift from the Lord. You get the same gift that I get. When it rains, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's a gift from the Lord. But that's all you may get if you don't know Jesus. If you reject him, he will not come in your life and force you to have blessings. He's just not. That's just not how it is. But when you know him, When you love him, he promises to give you blessings. See, you're in a covenant relationship. You come through the blood of Jesus and he takes care of you. He provides for you, right? He he meets your needs. When Paul says, my God shall provide all of your needs according to his riches and glory, that's not for the unrepentant sinner. 
He gets gifts from God by accident because it's like throwing a rock in a pond. You get water that splashes. You get rippled effects, but you're missing the blessing and presence of God. For you and me, I want our kids. I want, and I say our kids, all the kids of Solid Rock, those who are here and those who aren't. Even if you have older children, I want them to experience God working everything together for their good and his glory. That only comes with a relationship with Jesus. If you don't know him, know him today. Call upon him. He is so good. God causes everything. Paul says, we know that. We know it. It's just fact. We've seen it. We've experienced it. Did Paul go through pain? Paul wrote this, by the way. Did Paul go through pain? Yeah, this is after he survived the poisonous snake bite. Right? This is after probably the shipwreck and everything else, right? But Paul knows, but he knows somehow God's working it out. Here's another time when this happened. If you guys are anti Eagles for Eagles fans for Maria and uh, and uh, and Don, I was going to take it slow, but I thought now nah, you guys are Cowboys fans, so we can we don't have to go too quick. But you know the the the, the Carson Wentz story, right? That happened the Super Bowl year, right? He went down, bad thing. He's a great guy, loves Jesus. Nick Foles comes in. That went pretty well, right? But if you look at Nick Foles' career before that, he was here, had a great year, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, I believe it was. The next year was pretty good, he got hurt. Then Chip Kelly cut him just because he was a... (laughs) I'm going to be nice, right? The Bible says, I think Jesus says you're not allowed to call people idiots. So I'm trying to live out that verse, okay? But he was something. And anyway, he, he cuts, he trades Nick. So Nick goes to a bad team and then he like quits. He wants to retire from football. Chip Kelly gets fired. So then as he's contemplating retirement and thinks he doesn't want to do it anymore, he go, I read his book, by the way. He talks about going into the woods on a retreat to pray. I say, God, what do you want me to do? This my NFL career just went down the toilet. He actually talks about the pain from Chip Kelly cutting him too and all that. It's a good book. And I uh, says, what should I do? And he felt through the ordeal that God was wanting him to come back. He was totally ready to, and he wants to be a youth pastor still. So he was totally ready to go into the ministry. And he felt God saying, no, you can play. Okay. So then he went back. He told his wife. Went with Andy Reid with the Chiefs as a backup. Ended up coming back to the Eagles. And ultimately, we know the story. Carson Wentz goes down. He comes in. He plays an outstanding, especially playoff football. Wins the Super Bowl. Wins as Super Bowl MVP. And like last week, he went to another team. Yeah, yeah. They let him go. But they, they got Carson. That's who they who they want, but now he just signed, how much was the contract? $88 million? That's pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. Four years, $88 million. That's, we'll, we'll take an offering to help him at some point, okay? That's pretty good. And, and you know what, though? If he ends up doing what he wants to do, that's going to be used to build a youth center, probably. I'm not his financial consultant, but his passion is to reach people for Jesus. He has an opportunity anyway, depending on what he does with the money. I don't know him personally. Great story, right? Of something bad, getting cut, being disillusioned, and God somehow worked it out better than he could have imagined. Here's one more illustration, and we're going to go. 
sing a song and, and worship Jesus. Let, let me give this to you. Um, Matthew Henry wrote the commentary, uh, Matthew Henry's commentary, famous commentary. I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. It says, a famous English Bible scholar, Matthew Henry, was once attacked by thieves and robbed of his purse. Okay, so can you imagine you're writing a Bible commentary, you love Jesus, you're just going out to get a, he's probably getting a cheesesteak, I think he was going to get a cheesesteak, right? It's probably what he was doing. I don't know how good they were. I had Jersey Jerry's yesterday. I don't know if Matthew Henry did, but he's probably going to get something to eat, right? A little bit of something. And uh, as he's going out, he's attacked by thieves. And they take his, his uh, man purse, right? His bag, whatever it was at the time. I'm sure it was manly though. So, but he wrote these words in his diary. This, now, now he's got his journal. He didn't have a diary, he had a journal, okay? So they took his man purse. I'm changing this as I go. Come on, Matt, really? Purse? Diary? Come on. So in his journal, he wrote this. Here we go. He says, let me be thankful. First, I was never robbed before. Second, although they took my wallet, they didn't take my life. Third, although they took it all, it wasn't much. And fourth, Let me be thankful because it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. Wow. See, we can always be grateful. We can always get to the point where we can let a bad situation, right? Bad things are going to happen, okay? What's our reaction? Matthew Henry's reaction was was pretty good, right? He, he, he died and he has great quotes attributed to him. Thankful that it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. When I pass away, there's just going to be dumb stuff written. <laughs> said, by, said by this guy. I love the way he wrote it. But what's your reaction to the bad? Bad things are going to happen. He reacted well. If your reaction is bad, if your reaction is out of control and outbursts, if your reaction is like that... <laughs> You're going to keep people from seeing Jesus in your life. But we can choose. You and I, if you're using the YouVersion app, the blank was choose to let God use your bad for his glory. It's a choice. How easy is that choice? Oh, it's difficult. Because this afternoon when we go go go-karting, somebody's going to run into somebody else. And then the first person is going to say, oh, are you all right? And the second person is going to say, I was all right till you hit me. And then, you know... And we're going to have an opportunity. Are we going to let God use it? How, how do you react when bad things happen? Remember, everybody's watching. Your kids are watching. Every, the world is watching. But when you react like the Lord would want you to, it will provide you an opportunity, very well may, to reflect his glory. And in the process, God's going to bless your socks off. Because we know he works all things for our good and for his glory.